A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. And my, what's that sound again? What's that called? The, tr- what do you hit one? that? The, tr- <laughs> yeah. on the, on the, on the <laughs> drums, when you hit the, 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 Symbol? the, the metal. Symbol. And my sim and and symbol effects done by my <laughs> co-host and producer Melissa Devons. What's Hello. up? Hello. Did I say For, my name? Hi, I'm um, Megan no, Rinks. You didn't. Hello. That's Megan Rinks. That's that. That's Melissa. <laughs> Melissa. Melissa Diamond. Melissa Diamond. Mons. Megan Rose. Rose. I was like, don't say Rosette. That's. I was not going to say Rosette. <laughs> no, not even earnestly, but just trolling. I was like, yes. I can't go there. Yeah. I've, I have PTSD from that. Um, 
Welcome to Don't Blame Me. We are an advice podcast where listeners call in, they leave us voicemails, and then we give our life-altering, life-changing, miraculous, fantastic, amazing advice. And our credentials, um, what we lack in credentials, we make up for in opinions. We give the tough love advice that the kind of friend that you go to when you you really need them to tell you the truth and to just shoot you straight. That's us. We're not mm-hmm. sugar coders. We give the advice that we like to see in the world. Um, and if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And we ask that you let us know your pronouns at the beginning of your call. Write it down. Practice. Not as, You don't have to practice your pronouns unless you want to. But like write down and practice what you're going to say <laughs> in the call. You know, <laughs> get it all out there so you can time yourself. Make sure you keep it under three minutes or by the power invested in technology, you will be cut off. And if you keep it under and it's well rehearsed and just you don't leave out any details, the important stuff's all there, you will get a gold star from Melissa, which is hard mm-hmm. to obtain. It is. It. I mean, it rarely happens once in an episode. So <laughs> it's an elite club and you want to be in that club and you got to be 18 or over, have your parents permission to call in. And that is that's what you need to know for the calls in this episode. So what's new with you? Cute sweatshirt, by the way. Thank you. I got it from Oaken Fort. Nice. Uh, video fave. on Patreon, if anyone wants to see it. Don't let your sisters hear that. Oh, they can hear. They haven't restocked in a while. <laughs> um. Anyway, Uh. yeah, what's new with me is that um, I finally got my business name done, squared away. Diamond Imprint Productions. Go vol- Everyone follow go follow on Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> haven't posted anything since i just posted the logo um but one day it will be stuff up there uh yeah that's what's i also the people at home can't see but you can see i have my the base to my boxing bag (gasps) oh that is it um it is um comes up to my waist maybe a little bit higher and i have to fill it with water so um that has been my project (laughs) Every well, day. <laughs> I have not even got it half full yet. And the thing is, it's like it's black, so I can't actually see in there. I can't even. So, what I'm doing is I have like a long string that I'm dipping it in to see where the water touches and how long it's getting down. And I'm not halfway full down there wow. yet. So, uh, it's been a journey, but that has been my project all week. This sounds like it would be like a biblical story or something, like the filling of water slowly day by day. I don't know what the moral of the story is, but I've also never read the Bible, but it does give me those kinds of like, I don't know, that kind of vibe. Oh, the people in the video, you can't see it, but the people in the video can can see. No, no, no. There's you can see the people in the video can see the bag that's just lying (laughs) on the floor because I can't put it on the base right now. I mean, I'm excited for you for once it's all up and done. <laughs> you have to let me know how like heavy it is at the very end. I mean, it like right now I can't even move it. Yeah, and I'm not halfway full. So it's going to be super heavy. But they say once the bag is on, it creates enough of an angle. So then you can tilt it and roll it. Mm-hmm. So I would assume. I'm curious. Mots and I keep talking about like, are we going to get like an exercise bike? Are we well, going to get like uh, well, maybe something if I move? 
you know, we can have one of my rooms dedicated to a workout and you can just come downstairs. I know which room it would be because, you know, I used to live there. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I, would, I also looked at because you can see pictures of it online mm-hmm. so I can look at it. So I saw it. Yeah, I would pick the um, the bedroom that faces the uh, garden. Yeah. And then because you can open it faces mm-hmm. the front lawn. You can mm-hmm. open those two. The one where that's your equivalent to where your well my office is yeah yes exactly yep. like that would be oh that I, would already, be I already looked at it uh, <laughs> i was looking last night after i we wish we could evict my neighbors <laughs> it would be so nice and we could be like i'm just going downstairs to the gym mm-hmm. uh, and then i can just pop up to the podcast room yeah it would just be it would so make things so much easier Right. Like streamlines our whole life. Moss mm-hmm. is like post pandemic, then neither of you are ever gonna leave anywhere. Like there's nowhere for Great. us to go. Thanks. Love I'm it. like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that we will keep with this pandemic and you know, <laughs> not seeing other people is okay with me. <laughs> Think you about also... what we could do in the backyard, the front yard. Like <sighs> it would be yeah. beautiful. I would love also, it. Also, I didn't know like a while ago that the all the shrubbery around your place it was very low before. Yeah. I was I the first time when I moved in to downstairs, it like was pretty good, like pretty solid. But by the mm-hmm. time I like moved out and moved upstairs, it was like full, 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 full. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the pictures don't do it justice. Yeah. Either. Yeah. But I, I mean, I know what it looks like. I was just yeah, seeing how much of a difference it was. Mm-hmm. It's much. basically just the downstairs area instead of for you. You've got the little yeah. downstairs. The other thing I and will say. The kitchen's a little smaller. The kitchen's a little smaller. The master's a little bit smaller. And the bathrooms are all randomly way bigger. Like the bathrooms mm. are really, really big. But they're nice. But yeah. yeah, they're just... There's one specific bathroom that was like... I just remember it being like very, very, very large. But yeah, can't... W- everybody, you know, put... Put it on your <gasps> manifestation board. Yeah, manifest that my neighbors move out and then Melissa can move in downstairs. Mm-hmm. Like it would just be great and it preps us for when we eventually buy houses on the same street yep you know same thing mm-hmm. and we'll move out of here and then move in yeah. where we're next to each other it'll be so easy and so great um i was also going to say update you have your vaccine appointment yes it's on the 30th of april this episode comes out on the 26th so i will not have it yet but you will almost have your first shot mm-hmm. and by the time this episode com- wait the 26th is when this episode comes out uh-huh which is the day, uh, oh, this comes out yesterday from this episode, will be the first day that I am fully vaccinated. Yay! Two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. I am so happy. I thought you got happy. Johnson & Johnson. No? Yeah, but you have to wait two weeks until okay. it's full. Like, that will be the day yeah, that like, I'm great. I thought you meant you had to get in a second one. No, no, no. Which, I mean, there's lots of stuff about Johnson Johnson out now. I will say I have a vaccine highlight on my Instagram stories if you want to check it out with lots of links to scientists and uh, yeah. disease specialists and yeah. vaccine specialists and all of it's that. It's just, you know, they just got to do stuff just to test, you know. Exactly. And that's and- it. And that's the, how science works. It's yeah. ever evolving, ever changing. You're continuously testing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for um, like Moderna, they're looking into having like a booster shot by the fall. Yeah. So like you do have to have to keep studying it to see how things change and testing. And you don't mm-hmm. know until more people have had it. Make sure when we're talking about these things that we're talking about them like on a global level, too, because a lot of things that don't necessarily affect 
America. And it's like, oh, well, don't worry. Like we're in America, like whatever, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. We have all these other options. Like there's a lot of other countries who don't. And so making sure that we're being cautious when we talk about those things publicly, because it can be pretty insensitive to countries who are now not having projected first vaccines until like 2022, yeah. which sucks. But that's that's the Panda Express for you. Mm-hmm. Poot that's the poot, <laughs> that's the poot of it all. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I do want to say if people are watching the video that I do have a sticker on my face for is it under my eyebrow. Now that I've opened the blind, you can see it very clearly now. So just so <laughs> you know, <laughs> my eye isn't like something I, weird's not going on. There's just a zit there. I always feel like I have this flavor <laughs> when I have a pimple patch on because like it isn't super obvious what it is. So it's like, yeah. what's yeah. happening to your face? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I actually wore makeup because I didn't want to wear a pimple patch for the hundredth time on mm-hmm. the um, hole that I created in my forehead. You look cute. Thanks. I tried because I needed it. So went straight from vaccine side effects to the period. So, welcome. Should we get into the update? Oh wait, she ghosted us. (laughs) She ghosted us. Um, But we talked about aliens, and Melissa and I just kind of hung out and talked. So, for those of you who um, like just the M and M chatter, this is this is this is going to be for you. Well, everyone, our update ghosted us, which is what we deserve (laughs) for being people who ghost all the time. So we're just going to like hang out and talk for the time that we would (laughs) be doing an update. Yes. So, I mean, we were talking about uh, aliens. Oh, yeah. I was like, which one are you going to bring up? Because there's a lot of stuff that we've I know. I'm (laughs) definitely not bringing up all of that. But we were talking about (laughs) aliens. Oh, yeah. And like, I... You were talking about an, a real life alien that you knew, and I um, was saying how everybody has their own depiction, or not everyone has their own. We have this like universal depiction of what aliens look like, and I was wondering who came up with that mm-hmm. original alien rendering and do they know their influence that they have i mean that's like one of the huge questions i now have about life along with who discovered popcorn and were they afraid because mm. like terrifying noises same, how did it happen same like, with who was like the first person that was like "Ooh, we're drinking cow's milk like i mean i'm gonna say it i think it was a pervert <laughs> i think I don't know that it had came from pure intentions. Like, I think I've never once in my life been like, hey, let me grope this animal and see if something comes out. Let I me mean, squeeze. They would have they had to stay in like the mommy cow <sighs> feeding the baby. And then they were like, "Ooh, I wonder what that tastes like. Oh, yeah. That makes way more sense to me. That's less perverted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, they just were like, what does this do? Let me give it a squeeze. Okay, we're gonna. I'm looking up little Which green one are you men. Looking at? Okay. I said, who came up with the alien? Okay, so little green men is a stereotypical portrayal of extraterrestrials as humanoid-like creatures with green skin and sometimes an antennae. Antenna? Is that how you spell antenna? Antennae may be the plural version. I think that might be it. Is it a e? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This term also is sometimes used to describe gremlins, mythical creatures. Um. So today, these creatures are more commonly associated with uh, a with an alleged alien species called grays, where the color is not green, but gray. 
During reports of flying saucers in the 1950s, the term little green men came into popular usage in reference to aliens. In one classic case, the Kelly Hopkinsville sighting in 1955, two rural Kentucky men described as a supposed encounter with metallic silver, somewhat humanoid looking aliens, no more than four feet in height. 1.2 meters for our friends across the pond. Employing journalistic (laughs) license and deviating from witnesses accounts, the Evansville Courier newspaper used the term little green men in writing up their story. Other media followed suit. Huh. Okay, so, oh, wow. Using the term uh, predates the 1955 incident. England reference little green men or children dates back to the 12th century green children of Woolpit, which, though exactly when the term was first applied to extraterrestrial aliens has been difficult to pin down. Huh. Interesting. That's funny. American author Washington Irving described lunatics or men from the moon. Luna, Luna, <laughs> as pea green in contrast to the well, that's just racist. <laughs> in contrast to the white people on Earth, is it <laughs> just everyone on? <laughs> that sounds yeah. like someone who is. That sounds like an incel who has never left his room and yeah. has only ever seen his Where mother. Where are they from? Where are they from? Let me look. I think it just said European, but let me look. Oh, in a hist- okay, no, in his historical satire, A History of New York, American okay. author. A History of New York, that's in 1909. I mean, why do we need a satirical history? <laughs> I feel like we should just I mean, correct the ones kinda, we have now. But that's kind of like uh, The Onion is satirical news. Yeah, that's true. I just mean, like, I feel like we need to have one we need to have the the accurate history pinned down and be mm. universally taught before we start taking creative liberties with humor. <laughs> so I was looking at someone's uh, Instagram who like follows a bunch of conservative accounts and then they also follow The Onion. And I was like, do they not get confused? <laughs> like, how does that work? How can you follow like both <sighs> Ben Shapiro, like Fox News and The Onion? You know, like, and be on the other side. like like, even, like, a lot of stuff with The Onion, they've come out with, like, um, it seems like an Onion article, and then it's actually the truth because of how ridiculous conservatives are. Yeah. Like, it just is the epitome of, like, when people do those, like, jokes on TikTok, like, saying something, they're like, oh, be careful, Fox News is going to play this on TV. Like, that's kind of the thing with The Onion, where I'm like, um, it's like that time that I did the Instagram post where I was like, oh, I'm so happy Biden won. And now we have vaccines in our water and birth control in our cereal and we're eating baby fetuses. And people are like, oh, my God. And I'm like, (laughs) what? And they're like, we know that this is the truth. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Like, it just must be so sad. Like, there's no humor. There's no jokes. I mean, they are the jokes. They are. But then they're, what do they're they... They're humorous to us. I, they do exist for that. But then I yeah. wonder, like, who makes you laugh? And, like, not in, like, a QAnon conspiracy, like, oh, I know more than you. haha, you sheep. Like, who genuinely makes them, like, belly laugh? You know? Yeah. What was that uh, character that was, uh, you might be a redneck if... That guy. Oh, uh, 
Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> and they're like, why doesn't he have a Netflix special? He's hilarious. <laughs> it's going to be like Larry the Cable Guy. And then any comedian who had since then come out with sexual assault allegations, they never cared about them at all. But yeah. as soon as they were like, they, they had allegations. Of, as soon as they were like, I love Louis C.K. He is very funny. I never thought he was funny until I found out he was a predator and now I must defend him. Like, it's w- without a doubt. But has to even be with that, like, just like listening, they still wouldn't like Louis C.K. because no, his no, no, no. stuff is very liberal, except for he's a fucking disgusting Perfect. human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be that. Oh, and Bill Cosby. They didn't like Bill Cosby when he was doing Connie, but now. <laughs> they're like uh, i don't know I, I don't, do you I think, think they, they draw the line I, they draw the line because i think racism kind of racism the, yeah it does trump the, that because because then they're like oh look at this black man you're right you're right you're right you're yeah right. yeah there's really like maybe this is why they hate hollywood the hollywood elites nobody's catering to them mm-hmm. and their humor but again what do you find funny <laughs> like i've seen like some people who like follow those memes for good Christians or like memes for conservatives, like conservative humor or whatever. Every time I look, I'm like, what? Like, there is no like I understand the joke. I'm not missing the joke. It's just that this joke is like not funny at all. I just like Googled, are there any conservative comedians? And there's a thread on Reddit of people being mad that they're not <laughs> So they are mad. Yeah, they're like, we have no humor. It says, I feel like so many comedians now pander to the SJWSs. I don't know what that means. Social justice warriors. Oh, gotcha. Right. And Mm -hmm. liberals. Nobody makes fun of Obama. Nobody makes fun of the liberal sacred cows. Why is that? Everyday comedian, I can... Sorry, there's a typo. Go figure. Of course. Every stand-up comedian I can think of is a complete leftist. Why is that? <laughs> well, because humor is equated to intelligence and like, you know, critical thinking and having like a a a broad picture of the world and being able to have commentary. So yeah. That's the like. How funny do you think you and your conservative friends are, sir? That's right. forty percent upvote with this, which is terrible. There's so. a whole side of Reddit that like is it's so like I never I only ever end up on there like I if I'm like actually thinking critically like when I'm searching for bachelor stuff I've like ended up there and I'm like oh no no I have to like that's why there are specific like bachelor threads for I think it's people of color who watch the bachelor is like Mm -hmm. one of the only ones that I will read because like there, there's very few of like my former, let's state it here, former hobbies, which was watching the bachelor. I, I don't really have a lot of things that intersect with like the conservative, like conservative people. Like I don't have much in common at all. Mm -hmm. So like, but my satirical watching of the bachelor, I, you know, and in L.A., and we've talked about this so many times before, same thing with like a lot of reality shows that like people in L.A. watch them through a different lens of like, right. we're in the industry. We understand this. So there's something a lot funnier about this. It's his escapism from like the normal kind of things that like we work on and like we do. 
And everyone I watch it watches it with the same commentary lens on it that we like forget or I forget sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'm not the target audience. And the target audience is like my polar opposite. So like when I read these things, I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. And that's like the great thing about um, uh, the, the new <laughs> the new post political Taylor Swift that I'm like, I took my break when there was like I was like, this is. It's not a lot of her saying anything political. And there's a lot of people who like, I don't agree with who are also fans of her. And like, I feel super uncomfy being a fan of some, like sharing a common interest uh-huh. and like a fan. But now that she's been very political, now I'm like, oh, thank God you weeded it. Like now I don't have to weed this out. And like, I can be, I can look on these Reddit threads and all of that stuff because a lot of people feel like so betrayed by her that I'm like, good, good. feel betrayed. And it's not hurting her at all. No. I'm like, we get to take her back. Like we reclaim her back when I posted on uh, my Instagram story because I watched her documentary for the first time and which I had my period, which was like a mistake. Um, And people gave me shit for not watching it before. And I will just say I ADHD is hard for me to watch like a two hour thing. I also responded and I was like, didn't we talk about this before? And I didn't know, like I responded to your Instagram and you haven't been responding to a lot of my Instagram struggling we'll talk about it Um, later but i've been struggling for a week um but i thought that it was something completely different so what do you think it was i thought it was a tv show like a hulu show that you were watching because you just put the like title and then you start talking about it i was like oh i messed this up i know which one but there are two different there are two different shows i auditioned for a show called miss america which was on i don't know if that ended up being on netflix but there is another one that is Mm -hmm. sounds almost the same on netflix yeah um but when i posted being like me when taylor finally got political and sophia bush responded to it she was like same (laughs) like me too and i was like yes yes it was like us being like thank you we needed you thank you so much please Uh help which was great our uh one that didn't ghost us is here now so so this is for the next episode (laughs) yeah so bye guys i mean we'll get to the episode when we come back okay bye bye we're back wow what a great update (laughs) it's okay you know they got we talked to them they got a little confused about time changes which i will say full disclosure i might if you're listening well, we'll probably talk to you before this episode is out, but I I will probably roast you on your um, lack of time change. Converting. Converting. No, she'll probably hear this before we do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're, I love you. You're great. Your time change conversion. I just want to know. Where maybe, are you? Yeah, where, where, where do you live and where have you been? <laughs> you know, that's more of my question. So looking forward to talking to her, though, because mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear that update. But yeah, should we get into the rest of our episode? Get into those calls? Yeah. Ooh. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I hope you are doing well and I hope you are healthy and safe. I love the podcast. So my boyfriend and I have been together for five and a half years and we've been living together three years. But for the last couple of months, I've been keeping a secret from him. I'm 27, actually three days younger than you, Megan. My pronouns are she, her, and my boyfriend is three years younger with he, him pronouns. We're both Leos and extremely committed and loyal to each other. I've always been the person to have a lot of interests and to never really know what I want to do with my life. Though I've never been a spiritual person and always thought spirituality was a whole lot of mumbo jumbo and kind of scary. 
I have been into astrology for a while. My interest into astrology led me to watching pick a card tarot readings on YouTube and eventually I bought my own tarot deck. That was back in September and now I own over 10 tarot and oracle decks with three more on the way. I keep them in a bag at the back of my, my side of the closet and some in my desk drawers. Uh, so my boyfriend doesn't know about this. At the start of my witchy spiritual journey, I started an anonymous no-face uh, YouTube channel and a Tumblr. So I've been filming videos, taking pictures, and it has become this whole hobby and a way to take some time for myself. He doesn't think anything of this because I know he knows about my makeup YouTube channel. I also started an Etsy shop where I sell tarot bags that I sewed and crocheted, and that's been going pretty well. My boyfriend knows that I sell these bags, but he doesn't know that they're tarot bags and he doesn't really understand why people want them, but he's just he's just happy for me that it's going well. So the reason that I haven't told him is because I know he doesn't believe in this stuff, like not even a little bit. He already thinks astrology is bullshit, uh, he's nice about it and he lets me do my thing, but it's not something that we can talk about. I don't think he will be mad or anything, but I don't think he will appreciate the lying since I've had the tarot packages delivered on his work days, or I'll just say it's another astrology book so he won't ask any more questions. I have one friend who is into the same things and we were recently able to safely meet up and do tarot readings and we talk about tarot and astrology all the time and it's been just really nice to have somebody to share this stuff with. I know that my dad and stepmom, even though they won't believe in it, they won't mind and it will just be another one of my kind of weird hobbies. But I know that I'm not going to tell my boyfriend's family. They're very nice, but I don't think they will understand this stuff. I want to tell my boyfriend, but I also don't want to tell him. I don't want him to judge me or be mad about the lying. I'm afraid that he will think tarot is evil or something. Even though I like to think of, of myself as an ethical reader, since I don't claim to make any predictions, but uh, I empower your free will uh, and to make you feel confident in your decisions. I'd love to hear from you if, when, and how I should tell him. I've also added tarot readings to my Etsy shop because I've gotten quite good at it. So if either one of you would like a tarot reading, let me know. And I'd love to do one for you as a thank you for all the amazing content that you put out. Thanks so much. Love you. I love to talk about myself. I would love a tarot reading. <laughs> I would love it too. We can um, schedule maybe instead of an update one day, we do it. On I would day. die. Yeah. I also like want someone, I want to have like an astrologist um, read our birth charts together. Yeah. Well, like, we, no, you no, know? but like the, they can do, um, I forget oh, what. like a compatibility one. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but there's something where you can read, like you can, we can do our own individuals too, but they do one. I don't remember what it's, God, I, people are going to, people, astrologists and people are into it know what it's called. I, I just am blanking on the name, but it's when uh, you read people's charts, just like as what those charts, what your charts do together and what they mean to like you as like a friendship, which I think mm -hmm. is interesting. Ooh, mm -hmm. I have like some good advice and then I have some like a little bit toxic advice, but it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> so like my little bit, my good advice is just to like be come forward completely, tell him that you like have been doing this for X amount of time and just be honest and say that you thought he would be like, you weren't necessarily like thinking that he would have a bad reaction, but you just were like self-conscious and like thought he might have a bad reaction and yet you were just like, a, like just insecure about it and like a little nervous. And so you didn't, um, want to like let him know because you're afraid of being judged and then my little bit of toxic advice is just to pretend like you are just going to start doing this right now 
<laughs> it's hot, but that's I, right. Like, you know, I, it depends on the kind of like, cause I'm curious and you can probably answer for this. Um, not like specifically, but like you have more insight into this than I do. Like her, him being like, you don't want him to like, get like, ang- like you don't necessarily think he'll get angry, but like, he really doesn't believe in any of this kind of stuff. Do, does he come from like a religious background that like, this is not okay. Cause like, I know that like with some, like really, I don't know what the exact like, but people who are like very, very intense. Um, I don't know. Is it evangelical? Like who like are not yeah. like Harry Potter can't watch like yeah. those kinds of magical things. I think because I think it depends if it's like, oh, he's just like not that into it. And like, did you feel like you were going to be like he like might have thought it was like stupid and like you're like, oh, I don't want him to think like what I'm doing is stupid. Or is it like, oh, is this something that like he how he was raised like directly disproves of it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it might not even be disproof because like my grandmother, who I forgot what denomination she is, but like she believed like wishes existed, but like the most like demon type thing, like can't even bring like playing cards into her house because she thought it was like connected to that. And wow. like, yeah, like she was like, no, that's like Satan. Do mm-hmm. not bring that. In. Like we couldn't even play fucking Monopoly at her house. That's like how yeah yeah but i'm just like if you feel like that you had to like hide it from your boyfriend is that like if you feel like you have to hide anything from the person that you're in your relationship with i think that says like something about your relationship not just good call um like on just like the base level if you were didn't know how he would react like I feel like if you're in a relationship with someone you should be able to share everything with them um and it might be like on a timetable where you share it so like or when you share it so not just like you didn't know how he would react are there other things that like he hasn't that you've done in your life that he hasn't approved of and so like I feel like there's something deeper there well, yeah, I mean, now that you said, yeah, because the fact that you're like, he doesn't like he thinks astrology is like stupid. He like. Is OK with letting he like lets me do it or whatever, or like he is fine with it, but like we just can't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's odd to me because like yeah. Mats isn't into like I love I mean, I'm you are both Leos. I am the kind of like Leo who loves astrology, like that stereotype where it's like, oh, Leos just love to read anything about themselves. And so like, that's that fun part. Like I'm not super into like all of the intricacies of it. And Mott's definitely like, isn't super into it, but like there, and there's a lot of things that we don't have like as a shared interest, but like by no means is it something that like, oh, we can't talk about my interest. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I love Taylor Swift and like, I constantly am like, you need to get, I want you to, I need to like teach you so then you will like this and you'll understand this or whatever. But like, there is no, oh, I'm hiding that I'm doing this thing or whatever. So like, that does sound like something as, I don't want to say this to like belittle anyone who's like in the like astrology community or whatever. Cause like also big fans of astrology. I like believe in all that stuff. I really like it. But something that is so, I, I mean, trivial in the, be- like in the nicest way possible. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not something that's hurting him mm-hmm. or like that has like any sort of like, that's why I wonder what his background is of if there is like some part of him that feels like this is like not like, okay, based on like how he was raised religiously or spiritually, because it doesn't like, that's something that's like, so like the best way that people practice those kinds of things, like 
are, yeah, like just to like bring people clarity and like happiness and just insight into their lives. And it's just like, a, it can be like very fun and lighthearted. It can be really healing for some people. It doesn't, it's not, it's not harming anyone, especially him. So having such a strong opinion on it, that like on that part seems a little odd to me. So you're right. I do. It sounds like there might be something else going on and you should never feel like there's one thing of being like feeling like slightly embarrassed about something or feeling kind of like stupid for doing something in front of your partner. But like that should immediately be reassured by your partner being like, don't feel stupid. Right. But then following through with like getting packages delivered when he's not there and hiding all of that stuff. Like it's not just this like it doesn't to me seem like an unfounded feeling that's like an irrational feeling because you're acting on it like you're Mm -hmm. then feeling like that and then you're making all of your actions line up so he doesn't find out and you continue to hide and all of that stuff which yeah like I'm not a fan of hiding things but I think you're right I think there's probably a reason why you're hiding it and if you're concerned that he's going to be upset because you're hiding it for like x amount of time like I of all this isn't like a family. It's not like you have a secret child somewhere. Like, I don't even necessarily think that like, oh, this is something I'm hide. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can't imagine why for me. Like, why? Yeah, I can't imagine he would be upset at you for hiding this because like it's but you're concerned that that's going to be a thing. So like, it does seem like there's something, something else there. And especially because she's like, his family wouldn't be into it. So I do wonder if, yeah, they, maybe he's no longer um, religious or anything like that. But like he was raised with those certain things that can feel like, oh, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like sit right with me or like, you know? Yeah. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So I'm a big fan and love the podcast and I need a little advice. So I am a Leo, I'm 19, and I'm currently seeing a, I use he, her pronouns, and I'm currently seeing someone who uses he, him pronouns. He is an Aquarius, and he is 24. And basically, we've been on two dates following COVID guidelines, of course, and they've gone really well, and Like, we get along super nicely, there's great chemistry, and it's just really easy to be around one another. The issue is that we met on Bumble. That's not the issue, but um, my sister actually, when I was telling her about him, said that she had seen his profile a few years ago, and he had himself listed as a conservative. Now... From what we have discussed so far, like we've gone into a few serious topics. We talked about religion and things like that. And I don't get conservative vibes from him. It's like I said, my sister saw his profile a few years ago. So maybe things have changed, but I'm not really sure how to approach the subject because it's not really something you can segue naturally into in being like, hey, do you people's rights and things like that so I was just wondering if you have any advice as to how I can bring up the subject in a natural way because I stay pretty involved in politics I'm very strongly a liberal and of course just believe in human rights as a whole and I'm also 
part of minority groups, so it's definitely something that is on my mind. And I really like him, but I can't be with someone whose ethics don't agree with mine. So if you have any advice as to how to ask him about it or discuss it, I would really appreciate that because I don't know what I will do if he does say he is conservative. Thank you guys so much. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. I have a question. Mm-hmm. How What's a 24-year-old s- dating a 19-year-old? That wasn't my initial one, but my initial question is why? How does your sister remind, I mean, remember someone she saw on a dating app from two, from a couple years ago? I probably could. Really? But, I mean, oh, well. Like from a couple years ago? Well, no, because I, I don't, I couldn't remember someone I swiped left on. Like, yeah. I, that's what, so yeah, no, no, you, it would have to be someone that Was she I had swiped to right on before? talk to. Yeah. Maybe that would be make that would make way more sense. Um, my first thing, um, I have really strong feelings about age uh, gaps in relationships and a five year age gap in a relationship is not massive. But I am curious why a 24 year old would want to date a 19 year old. I am not confused why a 19 year old would want to date a 24 year old. I'm never confused about that. I am always wondering why someone who is in their like essentially in their mid 20s wants to date someone who turned 18 the year before and like can't legally drink yet like that just i'm i have i'm curious about that because in this context um did he if he took off if he doesn't have his political affiliation on his bumble he is a conservative yeah i've started um on looking through dating apps right now and if they don't say liberal in their profile, I'm automatically taking it off. If there's nothing there, if the, it, well, of course, if it's conservative, automatic, mm-hmm. no. But if there's nothing there or it says moderate, no, thank you. Those are both conservative. Yeah. Like if he doesn't have his political affiliation on his dating apps, like there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's a conservative. Like that's the only reason the only reason why like that's it because like i don't know any guy who's like a staunch liberal who's like cool fucking some republican girl like it's not like oh i'm not going to keep this here because i don't want it to hinder my matches like no 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 it's like oh i don't i don't want to have this here because i don't want it to like not hinder my matches of the girls that i'm matching with but like i don't want girls to rule me out because Mm -hmm. i wanted to keep it like quiet so yeah there i have friends who have dated guys who have like not like years ago who have not listed their Polit- and this was like you know pre that yeah dude. pre-trump um he who must ask me name mm-hmm. um and they didn't list their political views and they found out later on and it was like oh i you know that i wouldn't have gone on a date with you if i had known this and there's like now you're just being an asshole and like using us as, as a power move so to me the age gap him going after a 19 year old and not having his political thing on there to me that just t- says i'm looking to have control and power over mm-hmm. someone so, um, personally, <laughs> I don't think it's even worth it to have a conversation. I would just be like, I'm out ghost. Goodbye. But I think that that's me. And I think like the, you seem like you are like into this guy potentially. I, I think an easy question is climate change. You can bring it up very casually. Oh, the weather outside. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I would just be so straightforward. Yeah, but I don't think she's that type of person. It doesn't seem like she's like the straightforward type. But if you do, if you do want to be straightforward, just ask him, like, who did you vote for? What are your political beliefs? Yeah. And if he says something like, I'm a fiscal conservative, that's still no. No, because that's, hey, I don't care about poor people. Mm hmm. Um, and that also in itself is a racist issue, not caring about poverty. Um, but you said you're a part of like a marginalized minority group. I'm mm-hmm. not I don't know she the exact minority group. Minority group. Um, so I don't know if like some of your hesitation comes from the fact that like if it makes you uncomfortable and a little bit nervous, I would do it over text. I don't oh, think yeah. that you 100%. need to. I wouldn't do it in person. Um, I would literally like do it over text and just be like straight up like hey i forgot to ask um i don't remember if you had like you can even line like i don't remember if you had your political affiliation like or i just realized like we've never talked about this like um what's what are your politics like who did you like what's your what who's your political party and that is like that's a question that like friends of mine who are on dating apps even when i was on like dating apps like immediately that was i would it's one of the first again pre-trump one of the first five questions I would ask mm-hmm. people and that was people who already had like even people who already had like liberal like left like Democrat like liberal in their bio. I was like, how what's your extent of that? Like how where where are you like where do you fall on the spectrum of like left? Because it's just important. Um, and then someone who doesn't have it like it's point blank asking because. I think like, yeah, if you're not comfortable, you can ask that climate change is a good like way into it. But I would just be really aware of how he talks about it and the Mm -hmm. words he chooses and how he says it. And if there's any sort of like laughing or like belittling or trying to move on, like the fact, too, that he also hasn't asked you your political beliefs that to me is also a red flag. Like you should care about my politics as much as I care about yours. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. All sides point wanna, to conservative. Yeah. And I just want to say like, when you get back in the game, if you know, this guy isn't the one, just if you, if this is how you feel, if they don't have it listed on their profile, it's just an automatic no. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, we need to treat it if it's important to you, which it should be, you need to treat it as if it's, they don't have a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like, it is like a, uh, if we're going to care about what someone like looks like, we also need to care about like how their how they use their moral compass to vote mm-hmm. and support people and all of that stuff. So. And like, it can be like, you just got to get it. And like, that's the, I think weeding those things out before you get in situations where you're like, oh no, I really like this person. What if they have X, Y, and Z feelings about it? But I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. All signs, all signs point to conservative to me. Talk Which about then, the yeah. elephant in the room. <laughs> That was fucking great. That was so good. I was just like, I couldn't even laugh. I was just impressed. Wow. 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 Great one. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, I also just think in general, I think age gaps and relationships, five years doesn't really matter once you've um, turned like, I think once you're in your like over 21, Mm -hmm. I think like 
if you can't legally do things together, that's kind of an issue for me. Yeah. It's just, and it's not even necessary. Like, again, like I, the thing I have to stress to people who are in these relationships when they're like, like when women are defending the relationships and their partners a lot older than them, I'm like, you don't need to tell me why you're into them. I completely like, that's fine. I need to know what, like, tell me why that they are into you and like attracted to you specifically and like why they want to date someone your age. Like, why? You know, it, it's, yeah, it's just like life. It's that kind of like, once you've lived that life and you've like lived through um you've you've been through that age that that person has been before and you're like oh i want to date someone who's in that headspace or mindset or where i was like what are you still there like what like right. what is that like it's it's yeah it's just it's just odd we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back 
had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there. I'll, and, and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like 
this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing and I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait and we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor and we know y'all are already going to love this plus we've been recommended this so many times mm -hmm. so I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from the break. Let's get to the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am a 22-year-old Leo and use the she series pronouns. Um, and I am friends with a 22-year-old Sagittarius who uses the he series pronouns. So a little backstory on our friendship. Uh, we went to elementary school together. We weren't really friends, but it was a small enough school that we knew each other and interacted often. Middle and high school, I went to other schools while he stayed in our town school district. Fast forward to sophomore year in college, I became friends with a girl who also knew him from school, um, and that's how me and him reconnected. We have now been very close friends for four years. However, we've been long distance. He has lived in California and Nevada, while I have stayed in Michigan, our home state. Recently, we took a trip to Arizona, just the two of us. This was the first time in two years, in three years, that we've seen each other in person. Um, to say that it was the greatest trip that I've had in a while would be an understatement. It was super chill, easy, and comfortable. Um, it honestly felt very familiar to me, even though we hadn't seen each other in person in, in a while. It was kind of almost like we were dating. I guess I had some feelings come up that I hadn't felt in a long time, and now I can't stop thinking about it and wondering if I should tell him. The only problem is that years before, when we first started our friendship, I told him that I liked him. He said he didn't like me, but we stayed good friends. Um, I've had other relationships since then, and he has been there through all of them. But that first rejection really has me hesitant to say anything now because I don't want to embarrass myself again. But these feelings are low-key eating me up inside. What should I do? Thanks so much for listening. Bye. I don't think it's necessarily what you want to hear, but I think when we like reveal our feelings to someone and they don't reciprocate, that person doesn't forget that. So like if they had then feelings come up, I think if 
if there were, I think if he reciprocated the feelings, you guys would have hooked up on the trip. You know, like I think taking a solo trip with someone, like I think there's a very small rom-com chance that like he has feelings for you now and like doesn't know how to like bring it up. And like this trip was like this whole same thing for him, same parallels. But um, I think it's equally, if not more likely that he and you were able to take this trip from his perspective of the fact that like, oh, she used to have feelings for me before, but like, we're still friends and we're cool now. So like this trip might've meant something if I took it with like another like single female friend, but like her and I have a different kind of relationship and it's like. Yeah. I want to know how you guys were acting coupley. Were you holding hands? Were you cuddling? Were you making out? Like, how how were you acting coupley? Because if it was just that you guys like went and had a good time, that could, could you substitute any friend in and it would be the same type of thing? Um, Because I think that could potentially tell you. Um, That's true. Also, um, maybe he, let's say he has kind of like developed feelings for you and he doesn't know how to broach the subject, but also you did mention that you guys are long distance. So like, even if you were to explore dating, like what's the end game here? Are you going to move where he is? Are he going to come to you? Cause you know, we always talk about if something's long distance, you still have to have an end game. So, I mean, you could tell him again, if you really want, I think, you know, if, what's the point here like when you told him that your feelings before have you been like has there been a part of you that has been holding on to this friendship because you could potentially see it changing to more in the future or was it that you just wanted to be his friend because that that thought could be romanticizing like hey like we went on this trip we had a great time maybe now he has come around to what his feelings are yeah no it's true because i mean we never recommend if you have feelings for someone staying friends with them without taking that break to then no Mm -hmm. longer have those feelings so you're right i think those feelings have just kind of stayed there and there is a huge possibility that it's been kind of hoping and waiting for him to kind of catch up to where you are yeah i think like yeah you can say something but like you do fully run the risk of embarrassing yourself again but I think that regardless, I either you embarrass yourself and then you have to take a break from this friendship to get over it because this it it didn't you didn't do that before. And like now it's three years later and you still have feelings for him or you don't ask him and you just let him know, hey, this trip was really fun. I had a great time. It has kind of like just made me really realize that I never stopped having those kinds of feelings for you. And like, I love our friendship and I really want to be able to stay friends. So I'm going to need to take a break from our friendship for a bit until I can like really get over this and deal with this and process this so we can be friends again. I will be on. I think that's what I would do because that also gives him the opportunity to say, Hey, I actually still, I have feelings for you if he does. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a little bit less because I will, I I also want to like, we have to honor our feelings and tell people how we feel and all of that. You've already done that to him once. And it's pretty hard to hear that as someone, if you don't have those feelings anymore, that it can kind of feel like, well, now I feel really like shit. Like 
like, what do I do? And all of that. So like, I think you've already done that once before. You know how much that feeling sucks. It obviously sucks more for the person who's saying it, but it doesn't, it's not a great thing to hear from the person who's on the receiving end who doesn't feel that way either. So I think if you just like let him know how you feel in like the, this is, and because of that, I need to like take a step back. But you're right. Like, how were you acting coupley? Because, and I would also say switch in, um, I don't like switch in if you are like uh, if it was me and like a heterosexual person, like I would I would have to imagine switching in one of my guy friends and then I would switch in one of my girlfriends, like switch in something that's like mm-hmm. those kinds of like, how would I act there? Do you know what I, like because yep. like like I wouldn't cuddle with any of my like straight. I mean, I might cuddle with some of my straight guy friends. No, I wouldn't. Not like friend friends, only like someone who'd be like a yeah like it's like i'd fall asleep on leo but like not in like a sexual way yeah but like i'd cuddle with kyle but like mm-hmm. that's a but different also, kyle is gay yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying like it's also like kyle's gay like we cuddle all the time i sleep yeah. in his bed and then like sydney and i will kyle and i will hold hands sydney and i will hold hands i probably wouldn't hold i wouldn't hold hands with probably wouldn't hold hands with like a straight guy friend but i mean It just really depends. So like switching in someone who you feel really comfortable with in a purely platonic way, Mm -hmm. like don't pick like a random friend who you're like that, like, oh, that would be weird. We don't do that. Like, is there any friend that you have that you would do that with? Because that can, and are you making it mean more because it was him? Mm -hmm. But again, yeah, if you're like kissing though and like making out then yeah go for it but yeah and if you're holding hands also here's the thing though if you're like hand holding too clasping or interlocking fingers true and he knew that you used to have feelings at some at like prior so like if there's any sort of crossing that friendship line of like physical physically that to me it's like either you have feelings or you're a fucking asshole Mm -hmm. because or he might think that he that like she's over it and then he missed his chance yeah but i mean that's just like such a move you know like if mm-hmm. he puts his hand on your thigh or something i'm like yeah that's that's intentional but again yeah you're right if it's just like we just had a really good time we just like talked all the time like we we went on a we traveled like couples travel just us two and like had great conversations went out to dinner every night and all of that stuff like if there's no like physical like things there or things that differentiate it from a friendship that's that's hard because like yeah sydney i'm like in my head i'm like sydney and i when we went to like new orleans on our trip together we're holding hands the whole time like so happy but we're also like not fucking (laughs) you know so like there is like we're sleeping in the same bed we're cuddling but like we're not having sex or like making out but i'll do that with moths like there is like a difference there so yeah i would love to i would love i'd love to get some more details yeah and i think you just need to be honest with yourself too like i think you have to tell him now that we're talking more i think you have to tell him because either you're just going to be holding on to these feelings forever or not and i think you need to have some type of clarity so that you can move on and yeah. stop well emphasizing this history has shown you that you haven't been able to do that while maintaining a friendship with him mm-hmm. but yeah you have to but i think the best way to do it is just telling him as a precursor which is why i need to take a break from our friendship because 
at this point, he hasn't given you necessarily um, any concrete reason to believe. Like, I think that the ball should be in his court to be like, hey, I have feelings for you now. And he's not doing that. And like, either it's because he feels uncomfortable or he's too nervous to do that. But on the chance that he doesn't, like being putting yourself both in the same situation where you both have already been and like you already know how that feels. I just think like taking that power back and be like, so let's bring take a step back, blah, blah, blah. That yeah. gives him the opportunity to say something if he wants to. Next. Hi, Melissa and Megan. I'm 28. My husband is 28. And the additional man in the story is 24. Around the end of 2019, my husband told me he had started fantasizing about seeing me with another man. We got married at 19 and we have only been with each other. This was surprising. I had no interest in it, but wanted to be open-minded. So we continued talking about it and started incorporating it into pretty talk. It's worth noting that my marriage didn't have a great foundation. Shocking since we got married as teenagers. And I was more and more noticing issues in the way we communicated and our unbalanced power dynamic. After a couple months of this, I created a Tinder to test the waters. I ended up clicking with a guy and we started talking fairly regularly. My husband was getting off on me, ignoring him to text this guy, and I was enjoying the attention. When things seemed like they were progressing past the hypothetical, I told the Tinder guy that I wasn't ready, didn't want to waste his time, and called it off. Fast forward through 2020. My husband and I got into therapy, both separately and sometimes together. We did a lot of work on ourselves and our relationship, and I'm really proud of our communication now. We started exploring the kink on my terms, and I was finding aspects that I enjoyed. Then, at the beginning of this year, I got a text from the Tinder guy. We went back and forth very innocently for a week before he asked me if we'd gone through with the sex in front of another guy. I told him that I, it had ended with him, and we started the flirty texting again. I started researching non-monogamy and sex-positive podcasts, and at some point realized that I actually may want to do this. A definite definite aspect of my change was feeling comfortable with the Tinder guy. I knew I didn't have romantic feelings for him, but I felt like I could trust him. The three of us met on Zoom, which I expected would be the end of it, but I surprised myself and decided I wanted to go for it. We picked a date when we would all be vaccinated, set a location, and I was getting excited. I did notice that both the men seemed a little more apprehensive, and the Tinder guy was less flirty. He mentioned a few times that he was getting nervous. A week before we were going to meet, he said he still wanted to have sex with me, but was too nervous about the audience and canceled. My husband also admitted that he thinks the role playing is enough for him. I've been bouncing back and forth through all of the stages of grief, as dramatic as that sounds. I'm frustrated that thing that I did all of this emotional work and breaking down and rebuilding my beliefs about sex and relationships, and for what? I've also been feeling some guilt and shame around wanting the Tinder guy, even though my husband has assured me that he loves me and I did nothing wrong. I need advice on how to reframe this experience so I don't feel like it was all for nothing. Also, how can I get over my desire to sleep with this other guy now that it's no longer an option? Thanks. That's a lot. That is a lot. Because at first I was like, you guys are doing this without any, like, with your foundation being shook. Mm-hmm. And I was going to just say, go to therapy before you even explore. But then you said you did go to therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing about like kinks and things. You kind of like it, it, you it's a fantasy in your head until you actually start going through. And I think you guys did take like the the necessary like steps. You kind of kind of edged your way through to each step of um exploring this and then 
everyone realized that it was except for maybe you that you know this is where my boundary is like i think your husband kind of just likes the being able like he thought he would want to watch you with someone else but instead it was more like the excitement of listening to you and talking to talking um while you are talking to another guy so he realized that that was his actual boundary and i think it's the same for the other guy it's like he was kind of testing the waters figuring things out and then when it came time he was like no this isn't for me i'm too yeah. nervous um and then for you it was like you were kind of more nervous in the beginning but did your own exploration and research and um you're into it now but mm -hmm. now your partner isn't yeah i you know, I'm doing that thing that everyone hates when I do on the podcast where I'm like really analyzing your language <laughs> with this. And you had said earlier on that part of the issue with the communication was power dynamics in your relationship. And part of me, how you're responding to this, like ending now, kind of like being not the grieving part, but the part of like being more kind of like upset that you did all of this for something that he ended up not wanting and all of that. Um... I I want you to like figure out like what are you upset? What's like the percentages of your upset by? Like, are you upset because it's like not upset? Like, are you disappointed because like part of you are saying like I'm disappointed because like I wanted to have sex with this guy and like now I'm like interested in all of this. But there's an also still that kind of power dynamic of like this was a kink that you weren't into that you really pushed yourself to be into. That is there a part of you like that is truly into this and has been this like great exploration or is there a part of you that is like I'm pissed off because I put in this work and really changed how I felt for my partner and that becomes kind of convoluted that like there is more of like an upsetness and anger here because of like the sacrifices quote unquote or the shit that you did to get to his level and then have him not be there that to me still kind of says a little bit of a power imbalance which like would make sense because this started when before you guys were in therapy and before you really worked on this. So like this to me kind of sounds like a pre-therapized version of both of you. And then it's carrying on to afterwards. I don't know if you guys, you said you guys are doing like some therapy together. This is something to talk to a therapist about. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that like maybe that kind of thing for him was um, like a power trip that he was into before. And now that he's done some more work in therapy and like not saying that that's like a bad thing at all, but like lots of kinks have different like origins of like, oh, this makes me feel really in control. This makes me feel powerful or whatever. Maybe that was something that like the power imbalance in your relationship, that was something that he was really attract. Like that was like a very attractive thing. And now he's done more of this self-work and that's not something he's into in the practicality of it. But I think like beyond all of those like, intertwining things this is how like you said this is how like kinks and stuff work and it's understanding that this is also why we say like don't ever like pass your own boundaries or do something you're uncomfortable with for the sake of someone else because it's also like you don't know until you're in the moment and mm -hmm. doing all of that stuff and it needs to be both people are equally as excited and all of that that it does feel like is there more resentment there to the fact that you really changed uh, how you feel about it? Or is it more, oh, fuck, 
I've learned so much about me. And now I'm wondering if my relationship were not on the same page with things. And now I've opened up this Pandora's box of what I'm into that I now can't close. And I'm in a relationship that isn't going to fulfill those needs and feelings. Because that's also valid that happens, like, especially when you've been together since you were 19, like you got married, yeah, married at 19, that like you guys have been together for a really long time that once you have a chance to explore non-monogamy and all of that kind of stuff, I think it's just about figuring out what of this is I'm upset because I opened myself up and he didn't. Yeah. Or like, or, oh, I'm upset because like, I'm, I'm upset at you because I did all of this for you. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but like, I'm upset. I did this like for you. And then for fucking what? Like I did all of this. Or is it like, I'm upset that like, I did all of this work and I've now figured out something about me that I'm into that now puts our relationship in jeopardy. And like, and if this had never happened, then like, I would be blissfully ignorant and knowing this is something that I'm into, which I would say if it's the latter, I wouldn't say that you like people discover those things like there are so, so many people who are in like long term relationship, long term heterosexual relationships who realize that they're bi or they realize that they're pan or they realize that any of those kinds of things that like they come to like, I don't want to say come to terms in like a negative way, but they start to like you can learn a lot about yourself and your sexuality in a relationship that is not what you find out that you're into or you find out you're attracted to. And that's OK. So if this was the way that you had to find out that this was something you're really interested in, and then maybe this relationship that you're currently in is not the right one for you, that's fine. But also at the same time, if it's just, I did this thing that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with for you. And now like this, it's it's opened my eyes to something that I am into. And also I think part of it too may be that you have never been with anyone else and so now you were excited about you know Mm -hmm. tasting someone else yeah but I talk about this this is like Mm -hmm. exactly what a couple therapist is for um yeah because it's also like being able to like unpack the origin of like what specifically turns him on about those like specific things um And yeah, because like once you involve other people in it, it is, yeah, it's, it's a fetish has to involve all consenting parties. And Mm -hmm. like, it can be hard if what he's actually into is like talking about doing it, but not actually doing it. That's going to be pretty difficult if you can't just make it up and like, oh, I'm pretending I'm talking to somebody else that we're going to do it with. But like, if you literally rope in a third person. To like unless that they're into it too exactly like you all have you to have be on to, the same page yeah. and i think it had kind of fizzled out until you know it seems like this other dude god i got bored during quarantine <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> messaged and was like hey did that ever happen and then he got excited and then he realized that it wasn't something he actually mm-hmm. wanted to do Yeah. So I think like the way that you had a conversation with your husband at the beginning of like your boundaries and like what you were comfortable and like, okay, we can do this texting thing and finding a way to do all of that. I think now that you have to have that flipped conversation about Mm -hmm. like, okay, so what are you into? Like, and it is a trial and error and figuring it out. And we can't hold animosity towards people for thinking they might be into something and then taking it back and then like being like, oh, I'm actually not because like it is a whole discovery process. But 
you also have to honor your your feelings and if mm-hmm. it and wants and desires yeah and what you're willing to hold back now that you've unlocked something mm-hmm. so also yeah i mean i would do i would have that conversation and then definitely have that conversation with um a therapist mm-hmm. okay so uh don't blame them is where a listener calls in with their own advice from a call that we've already given advice on. So you listened, you're like, oh, I have something to add. I have some insight, personal experience, maybe just another, another bit of a, a bit of perspective. All right. So this is from season seven, episode 20. The original caller um, was uh, someone who had called in saying that her boyfriend um had like softly proposed before um and now um says he doesn't want to get married and so here's someone sharing their own advice hi megan and melissa i am calling for the don't blame them for a caller on season seven episode 20 the girl who said her boyfriend proposed and changed his mind my now fiance and i have been together for six and a half years and have to live together for five for the first two and a half years of our relationship We always talked about marriage, a proposal, children. Suddenly a time hit where he said he liked our lives and we didn't need a piece of paper to show people he loved me. We talked about it a lot. I let him work through his thoughts and feelings. And wouldn't you know, a year and a half later, he took me to Nashville and proposed. I think it is a common phase men sometimes go through as my best friend's now husband was the same. Communication is everything in a relationship. Talk it through. Help him figure out what he wants. And hopefully you guys land on wanting the same thing. Good luck. I wish you all the best. I'm curious, though. I, I am always curious to be like, was, but did her fiance, was it a ruse? Or was it just it like, seem cold like feet? It seems like he got cold feet and then they talked out the feelings for why he had them, which yeah. is, you know, the advice that we gave is you should mm-hmm. talk to him and figure out why. I mean, 2021 and the idea that marriage proposals need to be the biggest surprise in the world. No. <laughs> no, that getting, no, married, the, getting the, engaged. The, propo- the proposal, proposal can be a can surprise. Be a surprise. The, engagement the engagement should not be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just stresses me out for everybody. Yeah. Would love to know the update of that. But I'm so nervous if it's just like didn't go well, you know? It's always so bad when it's like, here's the, the it's either like they're going to propose or like they're not like, mm-hmm. oh, that always stresses me out. Well, um, that is it for our episode. Hope you all enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Again, keep it under three minutes. Write it down. Practice. Please be 18 or over. Have your parents' permission. Let us know your pronouns and put as much detail as possible. And if you have an update for us, please um, send us, you want to send us an email. Yeah. Send, an send email. us an email. Let us know you got an update and we would love to have you on the show. We have changed the Instagram handle from Don't Blonde Meme Pod. <laughs> so sorry. RIP. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> it is now by Megan and Melissa. And a lot of people are wondering if we're rebranding the show, this current show. We're not. Um, much like Marvel, we are expanding the universe. <laughs> and we... We'll be sharing that Instagram handle with some future projects mm-hmm. that we've got in the works. Yeah. It's not the last you'll see of us. 
what if we were like and we like change the name and we're like this is the last that you'll see of us and then don't post ever again and they're like what goodbye we <laughs> know and we change it to byE bye yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny um so we're excited we will obviously like let everyone know when the um things and if you're in our patreon you've been getting little sneak peeks and us convert talking about stuff that's happening mm-hmm. so if you would like to join our patreon we do i mean our videos are there it's only a dollar a month for all of the video episodes and video versions of the podcast and then it is five dollars a month for the live streams which is where we talk about everything anything and everything taylor swift albums um megan markle life yeah Last time we talked about nudity in, in television shows and movies and what it's like to film that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it a good about time. That. We talked about Snatch Patch. Mm-hmm. That's what she named it. Um, and yeah, so if you want to check out Patreon, we're also on Stitcher Premium ad-free. But leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app if you like the podcast. It always makes my day to see some nice reviews there from Should we some. read a nice one? Oh, yeah. Is there a nice one? For <laughs> All right. Here's a review from someone called... M. Jones, 1A3, says, all-time fave. I've been listening to this podcast on and off since Megan kicked it off in a YouTube video. Megan and Melissa, let me spell my name with two S's, but I'll forgive you, never, in all caps, hesitate to make me laugh out loud. And I'm not pretending when it's really a nose exhale, a real laugh. (laughs) They also talk about serious issues intelligently and with nuance while also having fun and giving good and honest advice. I could listen to them just chat for an hour, but that along with excellent unqualified advice, (laughs) incredible. I'll be a forever listener. That is so nice. Thank you. That was really sweet. It really does like make my day and like mm-hmm. to see people who like like the show that's like one thing i'm very proud at we don't have a high turnover rate of audience like people like listen and have, have stick around which mm-hmm. makes me really happy to like hear that people are like oh no this is like something i've listened to since the beginning and yeah all of that stuff so if you would like to leave a nice review it helps yes. us out mm-hmm. um also downloading the episode make sure you're subscribing to wherever you subscribe to podcasts that also helps us out so we can pay some bills thank you we really appreciate it that really like made me when someone just like gets the show that makes me very happy well because then it doesn't it it feels like everything we're doing just translates completely Mm -hmm. because it's like we're on the same page and then oh yeah they're on the same page too like great like we're all we all know what we're doing which is nice and you know the loud the 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 negative ones can be so loud so it's always nice to focus on the positive Mm -hmm. ones um so what do you, what do you, people should follow? I mean, follow both of our personal Instagrams, but also go follow Melissa's new business. Yes, please. Everything's listed in the show notes. Uh huh. Also um, listed like in our profiles too on Instagram. If you don't know yes. where to go to specific things, and if you are able to, please um get vaccinated. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. And I'm not saying if you want to. It's if you are able mm-hmm. to. Because I am able to, I want to, to keep people safe, but I also have a severe, severe, severe phobia of needles. Mm -hmm. It will like so much that I've got gas to get my uh, wisdom teeth taken out and I fought through the gas for them not to put the needle in me. Mm -hmm. That's how much of a phobia I have. 
They had have... to physically hold me down while I was gassed up. Yeah. To make me, but I will be getting vaccinated. I will be having a buddy come along to physically hold me down. It will be great. And I and I I told you this obviously like mm-hmm. off air, and I've talked to a lot of people because people have asked about like phobias of this. I'm not like to your extent of like that fear of it. Mine's more of like we've talked. My body mm-hmm. reacts. I don't necessarily psychologically think about it like that. But by far the quickest th- that's ever been. Like it was like the most. It is the it is the absolute quickest. So it's always the lead up that is like the, yeah, the part the that's up. that. But just knowing that the once it's completed, it's. It, it'll be the quickest one ever. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, thank you to everybody who has been get vaccinated, who's doing all of that stuff. And uh, we appreciate everybody. Still wear your mask. Still keep everybody alive. Don't kill your grandma and don't kill Betty White. Every time she's trending on Twitter. It's cruel. But now Twitter has started. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed. They said she's not Betty White dead. is not dead. <laughs> yeah. The fucking headline. Like when you look on the trending tab. Before, it, before you even way, click on it. She's it's not like dead. The, yeah. Before you even click on it. It's in the subscript. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay. We will see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.